Unless you've been living under a rock, it's a safe bet that most of your personal and work life now resides in the cloud. In basic terms, the cloud is the global network of software and services that run on the internet instead of locally on your computer. Think Google Drive, Apple iCloud, Netflix, Dropbox, Microsoft OneDrive, and yes, all of our beloved social media sites. Oh, and don't forget about this little company, Amazon. Now, to make the cloud go, the business of producing and staffing data centers, the massive buildings of server farms and all the requisite facility specs to keep it all running, has grown exponentially all around the world just to keep pace. And that's where our story begins. You see, the rapid production of data centers for a variety of organizations has placed a significant strain on their ability to train, upskill, and provide career development. Today, we'll explore what's driving the need for organizations to formalize their learning and development programs, the role and value of a partner, and we'll explain some current and future trends leading organizations are harnessing to make it all happen. Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters podcast from GP Strategies, your workforce transformation partner. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts and explore best practices and innovative insights to help your organization improve performance. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Teal. For my day job, I'm a creative director serving with the innovation team at GP Strategies. But right now, I'm pleased to put on my podcaster hat because we are talking about formalizing learning and development in lean organizations. Now, here to riff with me on this very important topic is our very own Brian Corfidge, Director of Business Development. How are you today, Brian? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm on the cloud right now, and I think you are too. Am I correct? Absolutely. I love it. So we are truly recording this in a virtual studio. Brian did not fly all the way down to Phoenix. Brian, where is home for you? Uh, I am located in Bend, Oregon. Grew up in Oregon and uh, back here living here full time with my family. Um, Wonderful place. Uh, I was going to say, I had to look that up on a map. And I just have one question regarding that. Can we switch homes? Uh, I'm down in Phoenix, maybe around May through October. Can we just do a little home swap? Would that be fine with you? Yeah, yeah, we can we can we can figure something out for sure. Although you know, it's definitely the time where things get good around here. So now I know you've been with GP for a while. Would you mind just sharing a bit of your bio with our listeners? Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, I currently am a director of business development. I've been with GP now for man, I think it's been 16 years. I've come up through the ranks through operations, and now I'm working with the business development team. And and I think over the past I don't know five to six years, I've really been focused on um, helping our partner organizations develop strategic initiatives and developing solutions that are really going to drive performance uh, where they need it most. And and that's typically with the workforce. I love that. And today we blasted you up here to talk about lean organizations. And, um, you know, I've been in business now, I got to do the math, like about 25 years after college. And, you know, I have not to this day found what I'd call a fat organization, someone who's just throwing money around willy nilly here. But when we were leading up to this conversation, you said, why don't we just talk about data centers as an archetype for a lean organization? What were some of your reasons? Yeah, I mean, uh, data centers, data centers, by definition, are lean organizations, right? I think, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to maximize output, um, reduce any waste that that 
that can typically crop up, especially when you have a lot of employees, you have a lot of processes going on um, within the data center. So just just by definition, they all strive to be very lean uh, organizations. So it, it's a it's a wonderful place to start the conversation about lean. And obviously, there's a variety of um, organizations and verticals that that um, leverage lean. So, uh, but the data center is a great place to start. And, you know, just by definition, they're lean because they're trying to be as efficient as possible. Being a, a learning and development nerd myself, and I say that lovingly, I had to go and consult the internet. And according to, I believe it was researchandmarket.com, it looks like data centers in terms of the US, the market was 59.3 billion as of 2020. And by 2027, it looked like in the US alone, it's going to be $143.4 billion. And I'm doing my best Dr. Evil yeah, right, right now. I got my pinky up. The way I kind of look at it is if we're looking at this uh, like a Super Bowl analogy, not to this too much, but it was the Super Bowl yesterday. Kind of look at the data centers. They're the offensive line of the, the this cloud world that we're all relying on. Yeah, I think I think that's a great analogy. I mean, they're critical for these organizations to continue to grow and supply their user base with all the information that they need, quick access. You know, putting accounts in cold storage and and all of that good stuff. <laughs> They are. They're they're growing at a tremendous pace. I know that um, some of our partner organizations are are projected to be bringing on data centers um, around the globe for the next you know several years. So I don't think there's mm. any slowdown in this industry. And and those stats certainly hit home for me. Um, you know the organizations that we're working with, uh, the growth is is just it's mind boggling how quickly they're bringing data centers online to support their. Uh, to support their their organization and their users. If we shift our conversation here to our world, we're a workforce transformation partner. Thinking about these lean organizations, data centers in general, what are you thinking is what's driving the need for formalizing the learning and development for these lean organizations? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And I think just inherently there's there's a couple of factors that, that really um, – that stand out to me when we when we talk with some of our partner organizations or even prospective clients, I think it's it's one that they are lean organizations. So um, you know the the data centers don't have their own learning and development program. A lot of times, the mm. larger corporations do have an internal learning and development program, but the skill sets, the standard operating procedures, the equipment, everything is so specific to uh, the data center environment. Um, you know, whatever, even if it's not a data center, that information is so specific that they almost need their own learning and development program. Um, but due to the fact that they are lean, they don't have the capacity to develop that. So I think that's where GP kind of slides in um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a partner for them is that we can help them with that. And I think it's, um, you know, going beyond what they currently have. And what we've seen in the past is that a lot of it's tribal knowledge. A lot of that, that knowledge transfer comes from, you know, word of mouth or pieces of paper. <laughs> we don't have formalized learning programs. And so that's where GP really enters, enters the picture and, and we help them to kind of take a step back and it goes from a strategic vision. And then we get down to the tactical where we actually start executing and, and really providing them with some more formalized learning development program, uh, at least from an elemental standpoint. Gotcha. So it sounds like it's almost ironic that you might have something that you think is almost like the matrix, right? Where you're plugging your head into the back of things and you think they must have some incredibly advanced uh, process to 
really translate their standard operational procedures or what's the right temperature so the servers don't melt and we lose all of our precious Instagram pictures and everything like that. But, but you're saying, in fact, because they're running so hot and building so quick, the, the process of formalizing all this SOP data knowledge is in some cases a little ad hoc. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I give them a lot of credit because they are willing to move quickly and, and sometimes at a pace that, you know, from a historical standpoint, when, I, when I've worked with some of our uh, partners in the past, it's much more slowly and compared to data centers, um, developing those learning, learning programs are almost at a glacial pace. These data centers move so quickly and they're so hungry for formalized learning and development um, that it's, it's, it's impressive how quickly they move and how, how interested they are in getting um, the formalized program together. And, and it spans a variety of, of uh, areas within, within learning, right? It's, it's not just developing training, but it's having formalized career pathing, um, formal upskilling, um, you know, whatever they need to do, ongoing education, there's a variety of ways that they're trying to uh, provide their employees with all the things they need so that they can be effective on the job. And, and it's incredible how quickly they're moving, but the need is massive and, and, and they're willing to do it at a very, very rapid pace. Okay, so they're moving fast. As a workforce transformation partner, can you just describe some of the ways, and again, without revealing client confidentiality or firewalls or anything like that, but any of the the benefits that you've observed in terms of working with GP strategies for organizations like these? Yeah, GP is interesting. I feel like we're a little bit different in that not only do we have the expertise in learning and development, so we have instructional design expertise, we, we have all those components that, that make us successful with our partner organizations, but GP also has internal technical um, subject matter expertise, which really kind of sets us apart from the competition a lot. Um, Again, these lean organizations don't have a lot of individuals with a lot of spare time. What they need to do is they need to confer with us, um, confirm what, what our, our understanding of the subject matter is, and then we go and run with it. And I think that's really one of the benefits of GP is that not only do we have the instructional design expertise, but then we also have the subject matter expertise, and that helps to reduce the burden on those lean organizations. So GP has that unique mix of uh, expertise and strategic vision, and, and I think that's what kind of sets us apart from some, some of the other um, uh, development programs out there. What are some of the innovative strategies that you've been able to at least help deploy or recommend for organizations to really formalize their learning and development programs? What's what's on the what's on the cutting edge? Tell me that, Brian. I think I think I think again the 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 cutting edge technology. What we try to do is obviously when you're developing a program of this nature, you want traditional learning modalities, whether that's you know virtual instructor led training, whether it's that asynchronous digital component. But again, these are lean organizations, so we try to make sure that the strategies that we come up with actually help them to achieve their, that, that kind of lean methodology or that lean mentality. And, and so what we do is we look beyond those traditional um, learning, learning modalities, and we try to bring that lean thought process into it and mixed reality is is an example. So um, you think about these data centers and, and you know, these massive uh, amounts of power that are coming through and they have to do these live dead live tests things of that nature that are extremely dangerous it's cumbersome and, and time consuming to pull all this equipment offline so we're starting to leverage mixed reality so we're we're, we're leveraging oculus 
um, to help them go through certain tests or get into a situation where, you know, typically you wouldn't want to put a, a regular wow. person in a, in a place for a flash arc, obviously. Anybody that experiences <laughs> flash arc. I don't know like, much about electricity, but that sounds dangerous. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think what we try to do is we try to leverage those technologies like mixed reality so that they can experience a flash arc, understand um, where they may have make, made a misstep understand what the process is, the procedure, make sure they have that dialed in so that when they go and they do it in the real world setting, um, not only not only do they know what they're doing, but they're <laughs> going to be effective in doing that. So leveraging mixed reality, um, you know, it helps on the safety side, but then you also have to think about that lean component, right? Which is um, reducing the burden, the time burden, the amount of equipment you have to remove from the situation, um, just creating a more lean experience. And virtual reality really allows us to do that. I will have to just say choirs of angels are coming down right now because I've just had a chance to work in this virtual reality world to help program some content. And the thing I found that when we were talking about data centers and lean is I thought, obviously creating a data center with millions of square feet is very expensive. And I thought, what if you could train people in that world, in that virtual reality world, and it's so immersive, it's life-size, you have an instructor and, and fellow teammates in that world with you even. So when you step into the, the real world, you're ready to go, right? I mean, you've, you've been there, you've done that. And yeah, that's, that is kind of the definition of lean where then you can take some, you can scale that before buildings are even, the ground's broken, right? Yeah, ab absolutely. And I know that a lot of our partner organizations, they, in the past, they would create um, a training event where they would bring people from around the globe to a single uh, location. Uh, they would pull the equipment offline. They'd have to fly people in, put them up in hotel accommodations. And so now with this <laughs> reality, we can do this on a global scale and, and it really reduces the burden, both from a cost perspective, but also a time perspective as well. Um, you know, the exercises are, are more thorough. Uh, people get the hands on. The other thing that's really interesting about the mixed reality piece is you get to practice over and over again, right? So in right. a typical uh, live training environment, you may get one opportunity to go through that process. Um, and then you have to hope to remember it. But with the mixed reality, you get to go through, make the mistakes, recover, uh, demonstrate that you understand how to do it. And you can come back at another time, right? So even if you're going through the process of training on it, time may lapse where you haven't performed that function in a long time. You can come back and get a refresher course uh, before you actually do it live uh, in, in, in person. And it, it just increases the amount of safety. And, you know, the, the time sink is, is way lower than it would have been um, previously. So these technologies just they have far reaching impact. Um, it helps to maintain that lean organization, that lean mentality. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just really cool. People like doing it. I think there's a desire to take training, um, which previously, you know, people would dread going to these things, sitting around. Exactly. On a <laughs> really cool things. Talk about lean, right? You've made an investment, kind of a one-time investment in the, the virtual reality world. And then it's evergreen in that respect, right? Where you can, all you need to do is pop on the headset, log in and get that refresher course or join somebody from another part of the world in there and... This is the tip of the iceberg. That's just one of the different things that we were talking about. What are you thinking about for the future, Brian? Anything that you can, um, you know, pique our interest here on kind of how this is maybe evolving just beyond that one amazing tool? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think... I think for all lean organizations, data centers, it's really kind of curating that strategic vision so that 
when they look five years down the road, they have a holistic program. It's yes, the virtual reality is cool. Um, some of the immersive experiences are really neat, but really what we're trying to do is we're trying to create a workforce that is, um, you know, highly skilled in a variety of ways. And, and the way that we do that is to think strategically. We want to implement um, career pathing. We want them to understand where they're headed in their career. How do they make that next step in their career? Um, they need to upskill, have ongoing education. Um, there's a variety of ways that we can do that. Um, you know, social, uh, social learning, there's sky's the limit, but really what we're trying to do is take a step back, think strategically and holistically about how to help them implement a, a full scale learning development program that requires very specific knowledge. So, um, there's a variety of ways that we have to do that. We have to be very focused and strategic, and then we execute on the tactical side. So it's it's a large, large undertaking, but certainly one that GP can can help our partners with. The one thing I keep going back to is if you want to retain staff, the, the first thing it starts at hiring is our expectations being met for a future, right? What's my next step? How am I going to grow and improve. And so having that career pathing, I, I could see would be one thing that would be very easy to lose sight of when you are just trying to build and keep up with the demands. So I can see where we would definitely come into play there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we're seeing it right. Uh, workforce and talent retention are, are absolutely critical, especially in today's today's world, making sure that you you keep the most talented people that you have. It, it's absolutely paramount to making sure that, that you're successful as an organization. It doesn't matter if you're lean, if you're working within a data center, if you're in marketing, sales, whatever it is, retaining that talent is, is just paramount to being successful long-term. Okay, so I've got, I've got one thing. I don't even know if this is, is a thing yet, and I'm using air quotes around it, Brian. Is there been anything that you've seen? Um, I don't. I think you would call this the the mixed reality, where uh, you remember Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the '84 Terminator film, and he's walking around, and all the augmented reality stuff is hovering around, and he's determining if someone's safe. Could you see a world where you could actually have been trained in VR in the virtual reality, but then you put on some glasses specific to your sight, and you look around at the data center? and just-in-time information is popping up. Is that something that's even potentially there yet? Uh, not only is it potentially there, these are at, this is actually happening now with the augmented reality. So staying within the data center theme, I'll, I'll give you an example of how we're starting to leverage augmented reality to really promote uh, a solid working environment. So um, take a step back. We'll, we'll have to put the glasses aside for the moment. But imagine you're, you have an iPad in your hand. We're walking around the data center. Um, we walk up to what uh, is a main switchboard. So a main switchboard, you're looking at it. You've been tasked with determining um, what's going on with this switchboard. Is there an error? Is it operating correctly? So the iPad actually knows where your where your location is at. And so what it does, it knows you're standing in front of a main switchboard, and then it will bring up all the information and data that you need on that main switchboard. It provides just-in-time information, real-time uh, feedback, on what needs to happen so that the main switchboard is, is functioning correctly. <laughs> so this is all happening right now. It's, it probably doesn't look as cool as the sci-fi from Hollywood, but, but it's here and it's happening. Right. I mean, the, the point is it's, it's giving you the purest form of training, which is I'm in a moment of need, right? It's like, help me perform. And as we say, performance matters. But Brian, I can't thank you enough. I'm sure clients are hitting you with the emails by the second saying, 
come help us transform our data centers and, and help us be lean and everything like that. Is there any parting shot that you want to mention here before we close up our conversation? No, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come and come and talk. And for anybody listening, um, no program is too small. No program is too big. Um, let us know what you need and we're happy to help you out from a strategic level or a tactical level. I, I think that GP, GP has the expertise to help, help everyone. Brian, on behalf of our many listeners around the globe, thank you so much for sharing your insight and please enjoy your day over in beautiful Bend, Oregon. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts or listen on our website at gpstrategies.com.